there. Welcome to the Real World NP Podcast. I'm Liz Rohr, family nurse practitioner, educator, and founder of Real World NP, an educational company for nurse practitioners in primary care. I'm on a mission to equip and guide new nurse practitioners so that they can feel confident, capable, and take the best care of their patients. If you're looking for clinical pearls and practice tips without the fluff, you're in the right place. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review so you won't miss an episode. Plus, you'll find links to all the episodes with extra goodies over at realworldnp.com slash podcast. Hey, so I have a really, really fun episode to share with you. So I was having a conversation with two of my really good friends, really good nurse practitioner friends. We all started at the same federally qualified health center together back in 2015, 2016. And I just thought it would be super fun. So I have this podcast. It's called, that's not how that works. It's by Weez Duran. Uh, Weez is an amazing human to definitely check out her work. If you are not familiar with it, but she has a podcast that talks about things like equity and liberation. But what she does is that it's herself and her colleague who also works in the equity space. And they come together and they have this podcast and it's literally just them having conversations that are recorded and then it's shared as a podcast. And it's like, it's so impactful as a listener. And yet for her, it's just, it's just shop talk basically. And so I just had that idea of like, oh my gosh, that would just be so fun to be able to have recorded conversations of other nurse practitioners and myself. And especially because with, so the the two nurse practitioners are Kara and Heather, and they are both adult Jero nurse practitioners. Kara also is a women's health nurse practitioner. has That's her other training of her degree. And yeah, we all started together. And so what my thought was, is that we just, I wanted to, Kara had the suggestion of coming on and sharing funny stories and are just like adding some sort of levity um, because I just really feel like that's what's called for in this moment. And it went kind of all over the place, but I feel like it's a really special share. What we really talked about, we we have, definitely have some stories and, and a, a content warning, depending on your level of comfort. We talk a little bit about patient stories with some not super gruesome details, but some, some clinical details and that include things like blood and stuff like that. So just so you know, that's like towards the end of the episode. And I start, I say content warning before we start getting into that, if that's not your vibe. But yeah, so we kind of talked about like our experience together, being new grads together, what it was like, what insights and pearls that they have, especially because they have gone from, we've all gone from brand new grads, you know, seven plus years ago into various leadership positions. So I have real world MP, Kara is a medical director. Heather is also medical director. She has a different role now, but it's just, ah, I just, I just really want to share this conversation with you, whether you're a new grad or you are an experienced person in primary care, or if you're coming from a specialty back into primary care or into primary care for the first time, I think it's just really fun to have community and have levity because right now it's just things in the world feel a little bit intense and they have for a long time. So I just thought it would be super fun because I also feel like community is one of the things that I feel like is lacking, at least from my kind of experience of the profession, from my, where I've been in the, in the profession, right. And my experience in real life. And maybe that's not your experience, in which case I'm so happy for you because community is so important and not being isolated is so important. So yeah. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. I don't know. I just like, it's just kind of like, I am nosy and you may have heard this before, but I am super, super nosy. Um, it's kind of just like eavesdropping on like a really beautiful conversation. So, so yeah, I hope you enjoy it. So I wanted to add one of the things I'm trying to bring to the podcast this season and going forward is just a lot more humanity. Like I just want to have more authenticity, more humanity, more like real life, right? Because the whole point of this company is that it, you know, real world NP, it's like the difference between grad school and the real world. But the other thing that's really evolving is that it's just important that we all just get to be regular people. And so, and I mentioned this in the recording, but I'm a little bit spicier in real life, I think, than I let myself come through here. And so there is some language. If you have kittles or little ones around you, just maybe putting on some earbuds, just knowing that that's going on. It's not too explicit, but I just want to give that disclaimer in case there's anybody around or you're listening in the clinic or something like that. But I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I would adore to have them back. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, without further ado, here's the, uh, here's the episode. And uh, just to let you know, this episode is going to be wrapping up this season. We're going to take a brief holiday pause. And then in the new year, we have a whole bunch of other episodes to share, including a number of beautiful interviews. Some of that have already been recorded and some that are due to be recorded. So 
FYI, we're taking a little pause, but we'll be back real soon. So we were just saying before we started recording that we fucking miss each other. Excuse my language. I might actually yeah. bleep that out on the real podcast. We'll see. Use whatever language you want. Um, this is a new season. This is a new we're real season. So it's a new season. <laughs> It feels like it's appropriate for the new season. I mean, honestly, with COVID, like life is weird. Like yeah. it's just very weird. So it really is weird. <laughs> and everyone's burnt out. So right. So Maybe we're all just saying fuck it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, what's going on? Like, I just there's so many places I want to go. And like I don't know where to jump in because like I want to know what's going on right now, but like nobody listening is going to be listening to this knows all of y'all and our story. I know. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe start with like, we, we worked together and we miss it a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we worked together on FQHC. Yes. So back in 20, what year is that? 2015? I think it was 2015. I started in 2015. 2015. Yeah. That's yeah. When you, you started, started in 2015 and you were at Salem. Well, yeah. So I was, I was, actual I was places of work, but... in 2015 when you started. In Gloucester. Oh, yeah. But oh, I met you yeah. right when you started, and then I started the beginning of 2016. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so right. I totally forgot about that. And Kara, when did you start? You started in 2015. A few months after me. So, so yeah. sometime in 2016. I think oh it was 20, 2016. Yes. Seven yeah. years. Seven years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my gosh. Um, and so we all worked in a federally qualified health center, which I don't know about y'all, but like, for me, I was like on the hunt for a community health center and I was just like, bam, like magical, amazing dream job. And it was something, um, it was, (laughs) (laughs) what are, well, I guess, so we all worked in FQT together. That was in 2015, 2016. And then I think we all kind of went different ways over the last couple of years, and so maybe what are y'all doing right now? Maybe if y'all want to share, what kind of work do you do right now? You're, you're, what kind of nurse practitioner you are? What kind of work yeah. you do? You want to start, Kara? I'll start. Yes. Okay. Right? So 2016, I got to meet Liz Rohr at a federally qualified health center. My first NP job. Oh my God. I'm... I might cry. I might cry. Sorry. I'm not <laughs> trying to interrupt you, but I'm just like, I'm so emotional hearing about this. Oh. Well, What is amazing for me and feels like a full circle moment right now is that, so I've been at the same health center for seven years and my first MP job. And for people who are listening, I get to have my first MP job with Liz Rohr and I get to start as a brand new nurse practitioner at a health center and have a mentor there. Like that is absolutely amazing. Um, So I've been here for seven years and just a few months ago, I started as our director of clinical training. So this is that like first circle moment coming back. So the main role for me now is I'm a part, I'm a halftime PCP. And then the other halftime, I am going to figure out a way for us to standardize how we support new grads and people with less than two years experience. So talking with you today, yeah, right. Like, and everybody, like, just to have the love continue pouring out, right, is everybody who joins the health center. And I said, okay, do you know Liz? Do you have a world NP? Oh. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, I do that. And I'm like, I'm all like trying to share resources. Yeah. And this is who yeah, like, like, is the same. They're I already like, do that. Well, I this person. I'm like, oh. Well, that's like really reassuring because I actually went to a conference. I don't know if I told y'all, but I went to I went to a couple of different conferences and um I had a table at one of them last year and people were like, So what's this what's this real world MP stuff? And I was like, Oh, not that I like I like needed to be a thing, but I was just like, How can you not like I just need all the people to know? I need all the people to know. Yes. But yeah. I feel I'm, like I'm so glad to hear that. I feel like all the people I meet do know. Yeah. Maybe it's I, a best Jesus like, thing. Yeah, you know her, yeah. It gets me so excited. I love it. Oh, I'm so happy. Kara, mm-hmm. I'm just like, like we're all peers and yet like, I just have so much pride for, I mean, both of you, but like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, so proud of you. Like seeing from, oh, seeing where you, this is just going to be like a love fest this whole yeah. thing. Um, but I'm just so proud of you. Like, it's so, so cool to see you where you are and like just taking on that boss role. Like it's like a, it's a big jump going from, you know, brand new clinician experienced clinician and then leading yeah. the people and having yes. some tough talks and real talk and 
real world NP life. That's what people, <laughs> yeah. right? That's what I'm saying. And I right? love that role for you, Kara. So I think good. that's going to be awesome. I feel very excited. And right now we are in this super transition space and yeah. we have three new grads coming on board very soon. Oh, super excited in so what good. an opportunity to, to get this right. right? Oh like, and to carry on what I got to learn from both of you and remembering what that felt like to start with other people who were new in practice mm-hmm. and how I hope to like foster with them to give them space where they can be together and actually build that into their schedules, right? Like if we can build in proper support, Mm -hmm. right? Like that would, that's the dream. So I love that. Oh my God. So many chills. I love it so much. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, um, I think before, and again, you don't have to disclose any sort of personal things. This is on the internet Um, (laughs) (laughs) or will be on the internet. Um, I'm wondering about, um, I remember before. So since I left the health center that we worked at together, like we, there was a residency program that was in yes. in progress. Like, is that still going on? Is that part of it? Is it that this is separate? This it's, we moved away from that. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's like, we need to create a culture of sustainability mm-hmm. and we had that program and it was lovely, but I don't think that we had the, um, the right amount of staff to do it well, mm. right? Like we were has, we were asking people to run that program who were doing a bajillion other things oh. and didn't, which it is amazing. And they did a great job and it was also really stressful. Like it wasn't well supported. So now yeah. I feel like we've moved away. Maybe hopefully we can move back. Um, but a couple of our folks that are coming on new just went to a residency program. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to hear. What oh, I understand. Think. So yeah. they went through a program and then now they're starting after their first job after a program. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing with the residency program was that we were no longer allowed to take students once. Oh, yeah. right. Cause Heather, you were there the when, when the residency yeah. started, cause I was not there at all at that time. Oh, that's really hard. And we had a lot of employees that started as students. Right. Mm-hmm. So oh, like, God. Yeah. I yeah. think that that sort of took away from us getting some of those new grads on board that we knew had the experience with our EMR and in community health. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there was a period of time we weren't even hiring new grads. Yeah. It yeah. was just like through the residency program or they had to have a certain amount of experience. And I think that was probably not the best direction to go in. So, mm. uh, I think so, now I'm not, I'm not sure, Gara, but I think maybe they'll be taking students again. Yes. Hopefully. We, we have three nurses at our health center who are all in NP school. Oh, and yes, <laughs> that's an best. amazing sound. It is amazing because I get to start precepting someone in a couple of weeks who is our endocrine nurse. And then we have two other like, a nurse manager and somebody who is currently doing school-based health like with us too so we get to we get to do their precepting which is lovely oh, that is awesome yeah that is so exciting and yeah. heather so you you started around when we started and um yeah what is tell us about your experience you're in a different you're a different place right now but i am yeah so i'm I also like- extremely <laughs> proud of you and i'm like so sorry i'm not gonna interrupt you go ahead go ahead <laughs> I like, jumped around from each site initially, right? Like I started covering maternity leaves and I went to every site mm-hmm. and as a new grad, you did that, right? You were a like a grad, coverage. Yeah. 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 Oh, I forgot about that. And then, um, so the FQHC that we worked at had three different sites. So, um, then, and then I got to move to the same site as you guys. And I was so excited. <laughs> That was so great. Oh my I was gosh, so I excited. I it's forgot like, that. I know. I was yeah. like, like, we have another person, but I just want to keep her. I know. <laughs> All the new people. Do you remember Christina? Do you remember like the, like the, yes. well, obviously two Christinas. The, the Christinas? Christinas? Yes. The Christinas, but the Christina that started with me. Yeah. Uh, I haven't talked to her in a while. I'll have, to, I'll have to chat with her, but yeah, that was just so fun. There was like a whole bunch of us. It was, I think it was all, I think it was us four with the main yeah. new grads for a while and Ryan. until we had, and what? Ryan and Ryan. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I was just thinking of him. It's, yeah. Yes. Oh, so funny. I totally forgot about that. And we had a new grad physician. We had Dr. Dono too. Right. Oh, like yeah. we were, yeah, she started the same day I did. It was, it was her right out of attending, uh, becoming an attending and then me and Christina and then the rest of the people. Yeah. So I think, I think Ryan started after you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but we were just like all in it together like I know let's do this this is what we need like good and then you so you came to our site and then um and like you also became a boss lady yeah I mean boss I don't um and then right before I left I became the medical director but um the timing just wasn't it for me Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had already started applying other places before I um, was not before I was offered the role, but yeah, once I took it and then I started getting offers right after that. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up moving on mm-hmm. mostly because I had my third baby and I just needed a better work-life balance. Totally. It was like too much for me with renovating a home and yeah. trying to raise three little kids. So, oh my gosh, um, yeah. yeah, I'm doing house calls now so cool. with a wonderful company and I am so far enjoying it. I mean, the work, work-life balance is definitely there. It's a world of difference. Different. So I love yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so still cool. new to me. I'm still like still learning the EMR and like in the figuring it out phase, but, um, yeah, it's going I well. love that. What kind of things do you see? Well, like the average age of my patient is probably 90. Yeah. Wow. Say. My so goodness. It was like, I was going to say Jerry is your Jerry thing. Jerry is like, so, I'm not really <laughs> wait, you said 90. I'm sorry. I just processed yeah, that. <laughs> I know. I'm still processing it. That's amazing. So I do average miss, age. I do miss adults though. Like, I feel like we had two, at least two solid years of like 80% of our visits being like adult mental health. Oh my gosh. It was since COVID you mean? Yeah. And it was, you know, like exhausting, but also rewarding. And also like, you just learned it very well. Mm -hmm. So you mean mental health? I started to know that space very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mental health. And, um, yeah, not so much Jerry. So here I am relearning all things geriatrics. I love it. Well, I just remember, I think when we, around when we first started, or maybe like during those years, I feel like I was like, what would you, what would your like ideal patient situation be? And you were like, yeah. Like, I love geriatrics. Well, like a sniff or an LTAC or sorry, a skilled nursing facility <laughs> or long-term acute care. I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I loved it. And now it's like a lot of hospital follow-ups. So we're like seeing the patients in their home because they're getting into the office. Um, Oh, I love that. What kind of stuff are they following up for? Like pneumonia or? All they went to the hospital for. Yeah. Yeah. Pneumonia falls, CHF exacerbation. Um, Mm. Yeah. uh, Oh. I'm so glad there are people. I mean, they're all super complicated because you know they're 90. So by then you have a world of chronic diseases. Yeah. Um, But but I don't know. I I'm enjoying it so far. So hopefully it continues. That's awesome. Yeah. I love Mm -hmm. that. Oh my gosh. So I guess I'm. We're just kind of going off the cuff here. I guess the thing that's coming to me that I'm wondering about. So like obviously like I really miss working with y'all and, um, um, I'm wondering what it was like for you. Yeah. Like since the pandemic and I, I don't know, I, I mean, I think, so I've made a couple of episodes already for this podcast season. I can't remember when this one's going to come out, if it's the before the new year or after, but, um, talking about, I just feel like things have really changed. And like, when I started real world NP, I was just like, yeah, like this is like, this is how the profession is going. And it just like, it just felt so different. And I just feel like COVID hit. And I just, I feel, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a little disoriented still. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. What has it been like for you? Cause so before we started recording, it was kind of just like, well, I mean, maybe at the beginning of the recording, you said that Heather, everyone's kind of burnt out, but um, yeah, what's going on? What, it, what has it been like for you? And where, what was it, what has it been like? Where are you at now? I think we've all talked a lot about burnout and reevaluation and I don't know. What do you want to share? What do you want to share with the people thinking about the new grads? You know, Kara, you've gotten all those new people coming and yes. Yeah. I feel like, especially for new grads, when I feel like labs is a huge thing when you're a new grad, it was for me and COVID. I remember COVID like in like 
the first month in our CMO called each one of us individually to give us like a pep talk and oh my to God, like, that's really sweet. get us ready for like pandemic mode. And it was teaching Wait, us. So the one, sorry, not to give it specific names, but the one, the CMO that we all had yeah. that is now yeah. not there anymore. Oh my yes. God. That must've been really lovely. sweet. Yeah. I loved it. Like it was, it was a very supportive conversation Aww. and it was, he's really good at ask, that. Yeah. And it was asking, okay, like this was the height of things. And we were, we shut down, we went to full telehealth and he was like, what are you going to send someone to the health center for? And the correct answer there was nothing, <laughs> right? Because right. you were weighing the risk of somebody getting COVID and potentially dying, yes. right? Oh and gosh. so what a beautiful, like what a teaching moment of also realizing what is important and yes. to remind yourself, like I am ordering something that is going yes. to impact our decision and it's going to impact someone's life. Because I feel like for me, especially I didn't know really what to order in the beginning, or I was going to mm -hmm. do a CBC for everybody. And I was going to mm -hmm. do a CBC with diff for everybody. Mm -hmm. And why not a TSH? And then, yep. Hey, let's do that. Right. Totally. No. Throw in no. a dip. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> dip it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, like COVID has done so many things, but that's something that mm. it was for me really helpful at recentering on like what's most important is what you're here yeah. with the patient for yeah. right and you're you're following guidelines and doing the screenings yes but we're not looking for things that that aren't there yeah. right and helping to go back to standards of care mm -hmm. and also like COVID for me was beautiful like calling people at their homes right that I know I feel like, like that's such your speed like it just it's so it was like, so cool yeah, yeah. Like hearing you, Heather, like doing house calls, like I had not had that experience before. And I have so many people where I get to care for their whole family. So I was yeah. calling people and I was hearing multiple patients in the background and <laughs> it was so cool. And like, it really made me like, I feel like for, for many of us, right. It's, it was disorienting and life mm -hmm. is freaking disorienting in general. And also brought me back to the mindfulness of what am I, what am I here for? Yeah. And I'm here for, for connection and it helped me get to do that. And also think about what matters and what matters is like, Hey, you're here for somebody else and you're facilitating health. And so to me, it feels good, but I, it's hard for me to know if disorientation is because I got kids, right? I'm going to start a new job. <laughs> if it's left in Still like Word, right? Maybe it's that, you know? <laughs> or like, you know, there's just like genocide, right? There's that too, right? Like, like there's so, so many just coming at you from every angle. Jesus, right? <laughs> but like, Jesus, like, I don't know, right? So I think being an NP, like you be yourself and you be yourself with other people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is the most healing yeah. is giving space for people to be themselves. And oh. COVID, you got to be there for people when it was like a really vulnerable, scary time. And that was such a great teacher for trauma-informed care and yeah. Oh, yeah. how to show up for people. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Carrie, you need a podcast. <laughs> I'm in a places there um unclear but main thing is like we want to be ourselves and I feel like for me especially when I first started like I didn't really know how to be myself because mm. like y'all had like experience like in like nursing too and that wasn't I had experience yeah. as like a health get a health counselor at a school-based health center so yeah. like I love my sexual health experience and that's where I came from but I didn't have that like bedside nursing or yeah, like even yeah. like med surge stuff. So yeah, yeah. I felt like major imposter syndrome of like, yeah. okay, yeah. you went to the school, but you have not really done this. <laughs> so, right. But that people just want you to be there and to listen. And yeah. then you look the things up. It's all yeah, good. It's so look true. And that. I want to say <laughs> too, that like, when I, I remember, cause wait, Heather, I'm totally blanking. What were you master's entry or were you, did you work yeah. on the floor? Your master's entry. No, but yeah, I worked because my program was part-time. So I worked. Um, oh, I see. I see. During my program. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I just feel like both you, like I just, just to really validate for you, but also for other new grads out there, I was a nurse for about six years. Mm. And like, I feel like there was something that I, the, the thing that I felt really happy with, um, having had that experience was that I had, I think the, the challenge that I think that a lot of new grads have 
especially like if you haven't been in the hospital setting before is like seeing the acuity and, and recognizing and like having that kind of like visceral kind of like, Oh, that person's sick. Like you can look at them and be like sick, even if you don't mm -hmm. know what it is. And so mm -hmm. I felt like for me, that really helped me coming in. But honestly, I was just so impressed with both of you. I was like, I was like my, I'm again, I'm just such a crier. I'm going to try not to cry, but I was just so impressed with both of you, like how much you knew and how good you were. And I was just like, wow, they're like amazing. And I feel like it makes me so angry when people, um, just like hate on like master's entry versus traditional entry, like whatever, mm. like there are some challenges that I feel like I, I had a lot of empathy and compassion for you both. Cause I felt like I would have had a much harder time if I didn't have that experience, but you know, just like just mm. flew. Mm. So, <laughs> I, mean, I remember one time, Kara, I mean, remember one we time we have a choice though. What? <laughs> we have a choice. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Well, yeah, Heather, what do you, what do you want to, what do you want to so chime I, in for the new grads? I totally agree with like the labs. So mm -hmm. don't go looking for something. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it's like your own insecurity. Like I don't want to miss something. So I'm just going to check everything, mm. but you're not necessarily helping the patient out by doing that. And I, I think just listening to what they want and need and kind of going in that direction instead of sort of hearing your own dialogue and saying, okay, I just have to make sure it's none of these 20 things mm -hmm. um, because likely it's not. Mm -hmm. And that is so hard though. the other thing is the follow-up. So that mm -hmm. was one thing like I was working with um, mm -hmm. one of my providers with a lot um, was just follow up, follow up in two weeks. Mm -hmm, if you need mm -hmm. to like check on something else, follow up in one month, follow up next week. If you feel like it's urgent, but it doesn't need to be addressed today. Like you don't have to address everything Yeah. in that one visit. That's and so hard. It can become so overwhelming for the provider. If you're like trying to touch on everything they say and you want to make sure you get everything right. Just prioritizing, like, what do we need to do today and what can we revisit next week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that perspective, <clears throat> excuse me, that perspective, it can be really tough too. Cause like, I remember being like, yeah, should I write down that like toe tingling problem? <laughs> <laughs> like we're going to like, I think right? it's okay, like, but should I add it to my problem list of like 27? Do I need to add it? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's really serious in six months? It's like, okay, well, it's gonna, it's gonna keep getting worse. Like, you know, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It feels to me like things are really different, and it's funny because I'm trying to like talk like myself, and I swear a lot more in person than I do on the <laughs> podcast, and I'm like catching myself. Um, but uh, yeah, just like things are so different. So you you feel like things like I guess before it was kind of this. At least for me, it was like you know, hustle grind, here's the way the medicine is, here we go. And it just feels to me, especially with real world NP, like just as an example, like I would share, we would do these Friday wins. I haven't been on social media as much uh, lately, this, this whole year actually, but we used to do this thing about sharing wins inspired by another um, company that did something similar, but people would share things that are really concrete about like, oh, like I passed my boards, I got a job and people still share that, which is great. But I think the shares that I'm noticing that I, makes me so happy is like, those self-honoring choices of like, I left a toxic workplace. I have more things to do, but I decided to be done for the day because it's Friday night and I want to chill. So yeah, what do you, what do you, does that strike you as like, that's what's happening out there in the real world, like in what you've seen and what you've experienced? Like, I don't know, like, uh, like we had, we had those gifts of co like gifts of COVID as much as it's yeah. been terrible, yeah. but like, <laughs> yeah, what I, I don't know. showed us like work-life yeah. balance, although there was like no work-life balance during COVID. Yeah. I think it, mm. it showed us what it was like to be home with your family more and yeah. that working from home is possible in, you know, in healthcare in general. Um, when we went back, we still had a telehealth day, mm -hmm. right? So like when we went back after COVID, we still had a telehealth day. We still had a remote day and, um, me, me personally, after my first kid, I had to cut my hours back because I was like, there's no way yeah. I can sustain like working this mm -hmm. many hours, seeing this many patients and raising a family. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I think it was during COVID that, um, we got promoted to associate medical director. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so that gives you a little more admin time and a little more balance between patient care and admin time. And it just helps with burnout so much. Like mm-hmm. whether it's cutting back hours or throwing in some telehealth or finding a way to get more admin time, taking on projects, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. anything like that can help to prevent burnout. At least for me, it did. And Mm -hmm. I think it does for the most part across the board because patient facing care and seeing patients is like really, really where I find burnout. Yeah, And it's like the most important role, right? But if you're doing it, you're seeing 16 patients a day, five days a week, like Mm -hmm. you just, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, depending on like, and, and the more complications you add too, cause I definitely like yeah. talk to people in the community and it's like, it's such a wild range of what people are seeing, whether it's like 16 a day, 20 a day, I mean, it's 30 people yeah, a day. Yeah. I mean, I really hope that that's going down. I don't, it's all anecdotal, yeah. right? Like I don't have any actual stats, but it's, yeah, it's, but yeah. yeah. And then what were you going to say, Kara? I think, well, hearing you talk, Heather, like, we went through this like crucial like point at the health center where mm-hmm. I think it was like 15 people who left and we are not a big health Hold center. Hold on, 15 providers yeah. or all Within staff a or? Yes, a mainly NPs and it was, yeah. it was awful. Oh, and that's so bad. I, it makes me sad that we didn't make the changes for sustainability before because yeah. those were lovely people. Yeah. Um, and that did kind of force the organization to deal with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think they would have anyways, right? But that like, that puts you in a position where you can't see patients, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not people to do that, right? And yeah. we really were able to shift, like we were doing on call, but that was part of the contract and you weren't necessarily getting paid for that. You were doing Saturdays was part of the contract, not getting paid. It was yeah. like, kind of like, you weren't having the telehealth day. Like it was kind of, it was all like being shifted Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't have like the resources we needed. So people left and then we changed how we paid people and now we pay well. (laughs) I was (laughs) going to say, what are some of the sustainable changes? Cause I think that's, I think it's really helpful for people to hear because I don't think people are doing this as often now, hopefully, but people have this feeling of obligation that they need to stay in toxic workplaces. Not saying that where you, where we worked was a toxic place. But um, yeah, I think it's really helpful for people it to hear that. It may have been for like periods of it was it was for time. Yeah, there were some it periods of changing. Yeah, I but yeah, like when people when you people hopeful. leave, like that's gonna help the organization shift. Yeah. Like you staying in a toxic workplace does not help things change necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, right. go ahead. Totally, yeah. So we started to make like small changes, you know, but it, it wasn't quite fast enough, which I think is mm-hmm. the hard part of institutions. Um, and we hired two remote on-call people who do on-call as their main job. And we took away Saturdays and that was extra pay. So no more Saturdays, no more on-call. And if you do them, you get paid. And huge. Yeah. We pivoted. Companies already took away call. So that was like a big thing that had people leaving. Was the on-call schedule? Yeah. I mean, you could find places that were outsourcing call. Mm -hmm. So, um, Mm -hmm that was a, that was a big so thing the, for some people was not having to do calls. Yeah. I mean, that makes a big difference. Was it, in, was it an organ, was it a uh, contracted company or was it in-house employees that did the call? In-house. In-house. That's interesting. And I just wanted to offer that. Oh, our, the, the other organizations were contracted. Oh, the other ones, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So it's, it was an on-call like yes. group. Okay. Cause I was going to mm-hmm. say, so the thing that, um, I just love talking about that. Cause I think it's nice for people to know. Cause so many new grads are in this like isolated position where they don't even know what's available. Like all they have. And I, I, I bet you felt the same way of like when you entered an organization or like, Oh, this is just how things are, but hopefully yeah. like fingers crossed things are changing. But, um, the last health center that I worked at, that was not where you, we all worked at. Um, they had a company that had a call service that went through a nursing triage first and then they had all these protocols mm. and then they got to you and so we yep. still had on call but it was like mind-blowing like I had somebody with a with an INR or something that was super high 
Um, and, uh, was it an ironer? I can't remember, but it was, it was some sort of, I think I had to do some uh, warfarin adjustment and, um, it was just like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here are all the questions that you would have asked me. It was just like, bam, like presented yeah. for me. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I just had to do, she's like, here's, and then here's the suggestion of, do you want to do this or this or this or this? And I was like, oh, I just, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back like, to sleep now. Bye. To yeah. new grads that you can make change. You yes. can leave if change yes. is not being made. Yeah. Um, but you can also push and, you know, keep advocating and eventually maybe yeah. slowly, but, um, there was a lot of change in the past few years that yeah. ended up being positive change and it did take people leaving and it did yeah. take yeah. us voicing a lot of opinions, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. changes were ultimately made and for the better. And I think in the long run for the company, yeah. they will be able to retain. Employees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely sounds like there's like a both end there of like, you get to, you know, if you feel fully resourced and capable of staying beautiful and you don't have to stay, you're not abandoning anybody. Like there will always be providers. There will always be patients. What are some of the changes that you felt like, um, you've been happy about, um, Heather in the last couple of years? Like, what do you feel like some are some of those changes? I think that people would love to know kind of like what was going on and, and maybe like what you advocated for and how you advocated for it. If you feel like sharing one of the big ones. Yeah. So we got to the point where we were like (laughs) having to tell people that everyone at, at the end of their call week wants to quit. Like that's how people are feeling. People were calling out on their last day of call or the day after call. And we had to like, present it like just very real to our leadership that we don't our employees shouldn't feel like they have to call out they shouldn't have to take a sick day they shouldn't have to request a vacation day the day after their call week Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they are so burnt out from being on call and so they trialed a few different things right like Mm -hmm. they were doing maybe you don't have clinic the week you're on call and then they Mm -hmm. gave us the monday after call off and so they trialed a few things and some of it was just not sustainable financially and um eventually we came to or you know leadership came to this plan where They hired two people to rotate call weeks and Mm -hmm. um, it's a huge change to not have to take that on as a primary care provider. I mean, like just, if you just like look at it on paper, it's like, okay, you're supposed to function all day long, making really important, challenging decisions and holding so much. And then you're supposed to go home and have a life and answer more questions all night long. Right. And (laughs) that's not sustainable. One thing COVID did was like change what call was because Mm -hmm. we had access, patients had access by phone 24 seven to the clinic. And we had people doing telehealth on Saturdays and Sundays and late nights more frequently. So Mm -hmm. patients were calling us 24 seven, like you would get over, I think a hundred (gasps) calls in a week on a week on call. What? That was through COVID because- just high anxiety anything came up they would call yeah and um it never ever went back to the way it was Mm pre-covid it was never like nine calls this weekend it was like 25 yeah wow yeah yeah. wow that's so much hearing you say data like liz like yeah Whenever I talk to anyone in leadership, right, that's the question they come back to. Like, tell me, show yes. me the data, right? Because I'm yes. happy to show you all my emotions and yeah, to yeah. relay all my emotions <laughs> for how the other people feel, right? I can access uh-huh. that. Um, and I've learned now to show the data, exactly mm-hmm. what Heather said, right? You look at the number of call-outs that happen the day after, the number of people that are planning days off. You look at the data for how many calls you get. Yes. Um, and we also made a shift and moved away from 15 minute visits. And that was, that's huge. Uh, what we did now you move do, to? 20. we now do 2030s. 30s is just physicals yes. or when somebody is requesting that time, when someone needs the time, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that is huge. And it's also helpful to ask your organization, like, what is the bottom line? What is your goal for a PCP to see a day? And also what is the minimum, right? Yes. Like what are we needing to support yeah. the health center? Um, totally. I was surprised to learn that about our organization, that it is not nearly as high as I thought it was. For the bare um, minimum, you mean? Oh yeah. The bare minimum is like 12 and an eight hour shift. Like, so knowledge is power, right? Yes. Like so yes. cliche, right? But knowing yes. that and being able to make your decisions, it does not mean you can't just schedule 12 patients. You have to schedule more to yes. allow no for the and... things that shift, right? Yeah. Um, but knowing those things and, and knowing also what what makes people happy at their job, you want people to be happy. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And that is crucial, right? People leave because you're doing too much. That is very, very consistent across the board. So us making that shift is huge. I got to interview someone yesterday and she just came from seeing 22 patients at a community health center. And I got to say with confidence, like you will not do that here. Um, we are not going back to 15 minute visits. Wow. Like that has like not happening. And so I feel like we are in an excellent place for sustainability to build. And I'm, I'm feeling hopeful, like we are, we have a lot of work to still do, right? But not having 15-minute visits anymore is huge. Not expecting people to see 20 patients is huge. Um, so and increasing salaries. Yeah. The other thing that, like, we had people leaving. Yeah. They could go places they didn't necessarily even want to work, but yeah. they could just make 100%. that much more money. 100% for them financially and their family it made sense mm -hmm. and we had a like a good handful of people do that mm. they all mm. went so to the same place <laughs> because they knew that they knew what they could make and you know? it's so true it's so true we lost um my last health center we lost um this is more other staff but we we i remember one shift we had one medical assistant for five providers because wow. um Oh, no. They all went to this one facility that made several dollars more an hour to do way less work, not a federally qualified health center. It was a big hospital. They had to do a lot less and they worked really, really, really hard. Um, so yeah, that is, it's really important. Mm. I love that you say that, um, care about the data. It's like, I think that, um, I think it's so, I, mean, I just remember being a new grad and not knowing any of this, of how healthcare works and the business of primary care. I have, a, I made a couple mm. episodes for the channel about it and I think it's on the podcast so I can link, I'll, I'll share those with the people when they're listening, but, mm. um, it's, it's so helpful to know those pieces. And like, I think for like another takeaway for whether you're a new grad, new grads or people coming into practice is like, what is your criteria of satisfaction? Um, like mm. what are you independent of this clinic setting or whatever clinic setting, like what are the things that you need to make you happy? Right. Because for some people, they don't mind calls. For some people, they don't mind, mm -hmm. you know, like whatever the things are. And is it is it about the money? Because obviously we need to pay our bills and we need to have the life, you know, that we want to have. And it may not always be the money. It, it could be the money and it could be stuff. It could be, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just love, I love hearing you share about all of those different pieces that are available. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I could talk to y'all forever. And I mean... I, we can talk about this separately, but I'd love to have you come back. Um, <laughs> just round table chats for the people. But, um, thank you. you so much. Um, go ahead. Any funny patients? Yeah, do I guess. Yeah, we have, we have a few more minutes. So yeah, just like some funny stuff, like any favorite story. I, I've tried, so I'm trying to think of stories and all of mine are like kind of traumatizing, but it's like tragic oh! comedy. You know what I mean? Well, I think y'all were there. I mean, I think you know my stories of like, yeah, there was, there was, yeah, there's a lot that happened in that clinic. It was a wild place, especially yeah, like, I, I don't know. I mean, y'all did trainings at other clinics, but I went to another clinic and I was like, they are not as sick. It is wild. It was wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like 20 to 50 healthy recently emigrated, have a lot of mental health and trauma. Like that's, yeah. but I I'm comfortable in that space, but like, not like, Hey, I'm sending you to the hospital because you're well, content warning, your, your, you know, blackened toe is sticking out of your foot on yeah. a Saturday urgent care, you know, like, yeah. or like bone rather. Um, but yeah, so sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> These are like the tragic comedy stories that I can think of. And I was like, yeah, remember that? I mean, yeah, I wish, oh my God, you know who I should bring on? I feel like, I feel like I should bring Melissa on. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> three of us, all three of us plus Melissa. Like how many fun <laughs> stories. She's such that a character. She's, she was the nurse that worked with us. But um, yeah, funny stories. Any funny stories? Any light stories? I think we we wrote like ten minutes, and I I think I gotta let you all go. But mm-hmm. what do you think any recent things or new grad things or? I don't know if the world's ready for my gruesome, <laughs> your gruesome toe, yeah. some, like, the gruesome grow. toe and drain that was left <laughs> in from the hospitalization. Can you just take out this? Oh, no, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> You're <grind>. no. <laughs> I love you and leave. <laughs> Were you going to say a story, Heather? No, I'm trying to like think back, but I was hoping you guys would have some that would like jog my memory. Well, do y'all remember that? Yeah. Remember that gentleman? Oh, sorry. Do you have a story, Kara? Because I can, well, I can just riff, but I mean, like last week, um, sent someone to the hospital, which never do lightly. Yes. His potassium was 2.5, um, and having some EKG changes. Yeah. He's drinking a whole lot, which is likely what's causing the low yeah. potassium. Yeah. Um, and we just had this lovely moment where he's like, and we speak in Spanish together. He's kind of like, thank you for sending me and I hate you. <laughs> right? Like, which I so appreciated that we like, just, just leaving it like that. Right. Yeah. Like, I love that. Endearing. I feel like you've got such a great rapport with all of your patients, Kara. They mm. just like adore you. It's amazing. Cause yeah. I got to inherit them from somebody else who they adored. So oh. I, got to, I got to maintain the adoring. Right. Yes. Um, you were the perfect person to take over that panel. I, I well speaking of that person that oh, I got to speak that... for panel, I had to help discharge a patient for my first time. That oh. was last month. Um, oh, and this yeah, patient knew, knew it was going down, knew that was happening because we kind of like we set our boundaries and for years we've kind of just kept pushing him to the side. Mm-hmm. And this time we're like, no, we need to do this and we're gonna have a talk about it. She knew it was happening. And when I walked into the room, she had a very large cross that she had on the exam table. Do I know this person? Is yes, you do. I think I, I think I can yes. see her in my mind. Yes. yes. I'm pretty yes. sure I can see her. Yep. <laughs> she had it like cross on the table ready to kind of like, like just give me the word. Right. And as I'm saying, like, like, yes, this is happening. Right. We, we're going to find another primary care for you. Mm-hmm. Held up the cross, like, to my face right <laughs> and that was like hopefully not in a threatening way was wanted to way. wanted to spread some curse or something right and oh this is probably not a fabulous funny story so we can maybe <laughs> take this one out um <laughs> right but like having to tell somebody like oh, oh no no not today nope nope you're gonna put that nope. down <laughs> and we're gonna bring it back <laughs> oh my gosh you know what? That's yeah. the thing. I feel like about healthcare humor is that like there's the 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 tragic comedy is like the is the thing. It's like if you don't laugh, you're like how can yeah. you handle something like that? Like oh, a cross yeah. being held up to your face, being like. <laughs> I can share what what brought me to healthcare was team based care, and this will always stay with me. I got to call somebody with their negative like SDI screening results, and they're on the phone and they scream, "I'm a beast." <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, that is great. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. Yeah. I was like, that's what we want. We, yes. Sexual health is one of my favorite topics because it's just gets to be so fun. I mean, I know it's not comfortable for everybody, but like, you know, you and I, Kara, I yeah. love that, love that stuff. It's just, it just adds so much levity to some yes. really heavy stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love that does that jog so, any memories for you sorry go ahead well I suggested funny stories right yeah. and then I realized I don't have really any funny stories so I made a mistake um so like I have a fun time right, yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah. like, and it's like funny when we're talking about these yes. stories that are not funny yes like some yes. of these are like scary yeah <laughs> <laughs> I remember like someone coming at me, literally like calling me the C word and telling me they were going to punch me in the face. And like, I don't even remember who had to step in, but like, we know the patient well, and we sort of expect it, right? You know, this is going to happen and it can be scary. And a week later, it can be something we're sort of laughing at. So, oh, I know we've had some, I think like someone 
threw a cane at someone and no one got hurt so it wouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) but you when you get to know these patients it's like you Mm -hmm. know this is what's gonna come of it yeah so as long as you're prepared yeah um, it can be a little entertaining after the fact yeah as long as everyone comes out unscathed it's so true yeah jeez oh my gosh I feel like like the funny stories are more like we're like trauma bonding (laughs) (laughs) don't remember I'm not gonna name any names but um there was a there was a patient who had really severe diabetes ended up having heart failure um real talker real talker uh was like not obsessed with me but like he was like I I feel like he and I had the rapport this was like at the very beginning I don't know if y'all remember this yeah um I wish I could me some people who were obsessed with you big fans big fans fans. yes but this this Mm -hmm. gentleman it was like you couldn't get a word in edgewise but like we graduated to the point where it was like because it felt like he just like straight up talked for like 45 minutes and I would be like um uh can I little you know but that anyway but one time this must have been a set I feel like this maybe was a Saturday but our, I think the person whose panel you inherited was still there, yeah. um, Kara, and um, that we all worked with that I called mom accidentally. <laughs> she, mom. she inherited all of us or like acquired all of us. <laughs> and she, of course, is like a, the amazing oh, gem of a human. Best. It was just like, yes. oh, yeah, no, I'm not your mom. <laughs> but I remember one time, uh, one time I was... I was, I, this is when I was a newer grad and I was still like a little bit nervous and I went into the room and, uh, and he was basically like, um, yeah. So I like stubbed my toe walking. So the place that we worked, like had a lot of cobblestone streets and was like, you know, I stubbed my toe on the cobblestones and like, I think it's okay. Like it's, you know, it's like not a big deal, but I just, I'd love for you to just take a look at it. This is like a doorknob question, like at the end of the visit. And like, we were talking about so many things and I don't know, maybe I intended to do a foot exam anyway, whatever, but he, um, took off his <laughs> shoes and his socks and the smell filled the entire, um, health oh. center. Um, and I was like, oh, can you give me a second? Um, because it was basically like, um, oh my God bone infection, osteomyelitis. Like it was like almost like near, like no, no chance. It couldn't have been that, but I was a new grad and I'd never seen like new diagnosis of osteomyelitis. And so I like walked down the hall and I got her and I'm like, oh, this? Cause I'm not really sure what I should do. Like thinking about antibiotics. <laughs> so much. Well, we're going to take a second. We're going to step out. And we walked out and she's like, you need to send him to the hospital. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I was, I was so nervous because I was a new grad and I was just like, do I send him to the hospital for IV antibiotics? Can we get away with it? And now that I've experienced, I'm like, oh, duh. Like, of course, someone with like heart failure, complicated diabetes and renal impairment, like he ended up having an amputation. He had an IV amputation <laughs> and he had like, a smash in his kidney function because he had to have all that treatment done. But like, yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, it's like, again, like that's like not funny that that happened to that person, but like no. the humor is in the, like asking mom to take a look and make sure I wasn't <laughs> yeah. that's what you should do with that. Speaking I mean, she's such snow, a mom though, right? Did y'all ever call her mom? I did. Am I the only one? Definitely... Never did on like, like, yeah. <laughs> He's definitely mom like. It was like that teacher how, moment, you know, when you go to school that. as a kid and then you're like, you call your mom. Yeah. You, you call your teacher mom. It was one of those. It was charming. But yeah. Um, I did have to remove a tampon that was in for oh. at least at least a week, I think, oh, when I was like seven months pregnant. Oh no. And I remember oh. like just having to run out of the room immediately. So I wouldn't throw up. <laughs> but like like okay I got this I'm gonna do this and then I have to leave the room immediately yeah and I don't remember like if I end I don't think I did throw up in that but I (laughs) have a very vivid memory of like this was not good (laughs) this was not gonna end well for me Mm. oh my god I actually so that first time that I had that happen I was with Melissa the the nurse that we worked with and um I must have been an urgent care day because I think it was just her and I um but yeah so like I hadn't done that before and I was like oh I think that's what's happening and she was like you need to take that out immediately. Like in, it's like, what is that? The procedure you kind of like use the, the forceps and forceps. then you kind of pull and then you put it in the gloves immediately. And then you put it in the yeah. trash. She like oh. took the trash and ran. <laughs> yes. Outside. So Cause it was so it intense. So the patient was so mortified. And I just like, I was, I felt, I was like trying my best to like have her feel comfortable. Cause like how mortifying, you know, yeah. but yeah, it was a 
Yeah, I remember your face, Liz, like, so I got to do my IUD training with Liz. Um, and after I got trained, then I had to do a couple where I had you come in to just yeah, yeah, like yeah. make sure, Hey, I got this. I remember going down the hall and it was somebody who was 18 for like their IUD. And I remember looking at you and you like made this face, like, this is not going to really be so quick. Cause I was just like two seconds, come on in, watch me do this, um, cross it off. And your face was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? It's going to be fine. <laughs> and oh it, was, it was, but I remember your face in that moment being like, hmm, I don't know if she really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. And so many, um, I've, I was thinking of you, Kara, cause in my last clinic, um, I did, uh, so Kara and I did a bunch of, um, women's health procedure or gynecological contraceptive procedures. And, um, yeah, I just remember so many, um, next one on removals, we would tag team of I like, I can't get it. I can't get Eppie? it. We didn't have lidocaine with Epi. Like I remember coming back from maternity or something and it was like a shortage. And so we had to do next one on removals without Epi. Yeah. And it was just a gush. So, so much, gush. so much, so much blood. I, <laughs> this is egregious. This is really, it is really it unnecessary. Really and I remember like getting, I was happy that we both were doing that together. Cause I'm yeah. like, we're doing this. We're not going to make someone come back for this, yeah. but there's a lot, a lot of fluids. <laughs> my, my, my I use second... so much gauze. <laughs> so much gauze. My, my, new, my, my second clinic that I just worked at, they didn't use Epi. They didn't use Lido with Epi. I was like, how have you ever removed an Explanon without that? It was wild. I, I, it was like very novel to introduce, but. Okay. Oh my God. Maybe I'll try again now that I have more experience. But back oh. then I was like, whoa. No, 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 thank you. No, 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 no. I was like, we're going to use the Epi. Yeah. We have Epi. Why would we not use that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. This has me really wanting to work at the same clinic again. Like I just, oh my gosh. So fun. Mm -hmm. Who, oh, I, I, I. I, again, I would, I could keep you here all day. Um, do you have any other anecdotes you want to share? Should we wrap up and maybe like, I just, I mean, I could do this. I could do this all the time. I don't know. Any other, any thoughts, any parting thoughts for now to be continued again, new grads. Like I think the main people from what I understand, the main people, I, it seems all across the board, but we're really I like new grads, like, people entering primary care from yeah, specialty. The other thing is like, know what you don't know and ask for help. Mm -hmm. like I don't feel bad about it I mean it's hard not to feel bad about but... it yeah everyone yeah. you know everyone you're working with is probably potentially going to follow up with that patient or maybe see them in the future like don't feel bad about asking for help um mm -hmm. and if you feel like you don't know something you know either look it up the longer way or ask for help or follow yeah. up with the patient like short-term follow-up if you're not a hundred percent sure. Totally. Totally. Mm. And that zoomed mm. out perspective too is so hard. To, at least for me, it was so hard to have. Um, but it's like, take a, take a beat. And it's like, okay, if you don't get the monofilament test done today for this diabetes, <laughs> it's probably okay to do it in three weeks. <laughs> well, the things I like don't one. do now that would have terrified me before, yeah. right? The things that I'm just like, people ask them, I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Right? We're, gonna, we're good. We're all not set. a priority. Sorry. Yeah. I went for a lot of walks, like the first month, especially of yeah. practice, because I just had I wasn't expecting the mental exhaustion for myself. Oh my um, yeah. So like, like as you enter, if that was, if that's something right for me, like just making space where I kind of like shut down everything else, where I didn't like over plan things, but just getting to like be outside mm -hmm. after like seeing patients was helpful for me. Yeah. Um, Cause even totally. just a new job can be exhausting. Even if you've yeah. been oh in this God. game for a long time, you know, Absolutely. like, it's just like, there's so much to listen to. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You, what'd you say? Oh, yeah. e EMRs. But I totally <laughs> felt that about the exhaustion. Like I remember in grad school um, and again, like everyone's like, everyone's coping and physical abilities are different. And, and I feel like for me, like mm. we would, we would go to class like all day. My brain would be like throbbing, trying to remember things. And then I would um, get on the treadmill and I'd be like, wow, I feel so much better. Like something I was like, I don't know what physiologically is happening, but I feel like I've just like drained all the lactic acid out of my brain or something. I don't know if that's actually accurate. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but yeah, just some sort of like PCP is like, or just an NP, especially in primary care, like the questions don't stop. You get home and the family member calls you or a friend calls you yeah. or yeah. totally sick or yeah, totally. I feel like it comes at all angles, all mm. those medical questions. Mm. <laughs> it's so true. Well, thank you so much. This is amazing and I love you both so dearly and I'm so grateful to share your <laughs> we'll see we'll see, we'll we'll see. Continue. <laughs> but thank yeah you thank you this thank was you, lovely thank yes. you. It was so good to see your faces and chat mm-hmm. totally that's our episode for today thank you so much for listening make sure you subscribe leave a review and tell all your np friends so together we can help as many nurse practitioners as possible give the best care to their patients if you haven't gotten your copy of the ultimate resource guide for the new np head over to realworldnp.com guide you'll get these episodes sent straight to your inbox every week with notes from me patient stories and extra bonuses I really just don't share anywhere else. Thank you so much again for listening. Take care and talk soon.